Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But it's real important that we, we get that, that he is the way. We read the story in, where Jesus multiplied the, the five loaves and the two fish and fed 5,000 men, 15,000 plus people is what they actually say. And we think, well, that was a good story back then. It's happening right now. That that, that is actually happening. We've heard testimonies. David Hogan, a mighty man of God that ministers in Mexico, he was feeding a bunch of people, and they run out of, they didn't have enough food in their house to feed the people. They cooked it anyway and served it and just kept serving it and kept serving it until everybody was full. That's not a miracle for yesterday. That's a miracle for now. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. I'm going to, the title of this word this morning is called Reality. Reality. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When it says, be not deceived, one of the concordance definitions for be not deceived is to be out of the way. Be not deceived. Deceived means to be out of the way. Hmm. To be out of the way. And Jesus is the way. So if we're deceived, we're out of Jesus. It's real simple. See, we know the devil is deceitful. That's what I was... And he's a liar. But the devil is not just deceitful. He is deceit. He breathes deceit. Everything he does is deceit. Every word he speaks is deceit. There is no good word that comes forth from him. John 8 verse 44 tells us, Let's look at that. John chapter 8. 
verse 44. It says, You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. He's talking about the devil. When he speaks, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The devil is just, that's what he is. He is a liar. So anything he tells you, no matter how, no matter how good it sounds, it is a lie. I mean, he talked to Jesus, told him to turn the stones into bread because he was hungry. Sounded great, but it was a lie. There was something behind it. There was an ulterior motive behind it. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4, verse 4. It says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world, the God of, which is the devil, says the God of this world has blinded their minds. Blinded. There are many ways to be blinded. One of the ways to be blinded is, or the definition of that is to be filled with pride. If we're filled with pride, we're blinded to the things of God. We, when we're filled with pride, it means we think we already know, we already have a solution, I can figure this out, I can do this on my own. That is being blinded to the things of God. One of the other definitions for being blinded is to be, uh, says to inflate with self-confidence. Hmm. I can do this. I can do this. I can make this happen. It says, the God of this world has blinded the minds, which minds means our perception, how we perceive things to be. You know, God told me one time, he said, he said that our perception of God determines how far we will go with God. Our perception of God, how we see him, determines what we think is real and what is not real. It determines the reality that we live in. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter six verse thirteen. This is where the Syrian army was sent to go get Elisha. Let's think about that. One man of God, and the king wanted him, so he sent his whole army. 
It says, and he said, go and spy and find, spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God had risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered him, fear, said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they be, that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. The servant's eyes were looking in the natural realm. The servant of Elisha, his eyes were looking in the natural realm. Then here you got Elijah prayed and his eyes were opened. But what eyes were opened? His spirit eyes were opened. So he saw into two, the servant was seeing into two realities. The first one he was seeing was the reality in the natural, that they were surrounded by an army. See, there's two realities. There's the mind reality of what we think, and there's the spirit reality of what is actually real, of what is true. But most of, most of the time, people only see into the natural realm. That's why we live in defeat. Is we live in the natural realm. We see in the natural realm. But Elijah prayed that his eyes were opened. And when his eyes were opened, he could see the host of heaven, the chariots in the hills that was on God's side. Hallelujah. Pastor Dana said here a while back, we have to deal with the real. We have to deal with the real. Did you know, and I've, I've been guilty of this, you do something and it doesn't work. You're expecting a result. You do something and it doesn't work. So you do it again. And it doesn't work. You do it again, and it doesn't work. <laughs> That's actually a form of insanity, to do the same thing over and over and expect it to work. I don't know if y'all have done that or not, but I've, I have. <laughs> and ex keep expecting something else to happen. But I have to deal with the real. I tried this. It does not work. I got to try something else. Let's look at Psalms 51 6.
says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. God wants to know the truth. He wants to deal with the real. He wants to deal with what's really going on in me. He's not afraid of it. Back years ago, you know, I was having anointing for finances, so that's where my struggle was going to be. That's where my battle was at for years. I was afraid to even look at our checkbook. You ever been there? Dare not look at it, because if you look at it, you're not going to. It's going to be in the red. You know it is, but you won't look anyway. <laughs> but until I was willing to deal with that real, nothing changed. It doesn't change. It doesn't go away because I chose not to look at it. The overdrafts still come in the mail. The shutoff notices still come in the mail. Just because I didn't look didn't mean they wasn't coming. I had to deal with the real. I was complaining. God, I can't remember what God was having me to do, but I didn't have enough time. I was complaining to God about it. I don't have enough time to do what you want me to do. And he spoke very clearly. He just told me, just plain and simple, I heard it just as plain as day. He just spoke to me and said, get up and get her done. And what that did, though, was it drew me back to the real. Because when he said that, then I began to look and say, well, I'm spending this much time doing this. I'm spending this much time doing that. I'm spending this much time sitting on the couch with my feet propped up, yeah, eating snacks and drinking a drink and eating chocolate. But I don't have time to do what God's called me to do. He brought me back to reality. God wants us to deal with the real. I know he's told, asked Pastor Dana this before, and, and, I, and he's asked me too. He says, how is what you're doing working for you? That's a reality question. That's a reality check. When he asks you, how is what you're doing working for you? He's wanting you to stop and take a look and say, well, it's not working too well. Face the reality, it's not working. Because once we face the reality that something is not working, then we can deal with it and find out what makes it work. But we have to deal with the real. Amen. Hallelujah. There's another real we've got to deal with. We see it, you see it all over Facebook. 
see people quoting scriptures. But you know their life. They live like the devil, but they quote scriptures on they put it out there. You know they you know they do. That's not real. They are deceived. They're living a deceived life. Just because I can quote a scripture and post it on Facebook doesn't mean that I'm going to heaven. And I know the Bible says we don't judge, and I can't judge. But there's another scripture too. Matthew 7, verse 15. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Because the Bible's right. I can't judge someone. But Matthew chapter 7, I'll get there. Chapter 7, verse 15. Let's start in verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. We can know the fr- by the fruit. You can know by the fruit. It actually says it again in verse 20. It says, wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So we have to be aware of the wolves that are out there. The wolves that are out there, they're out there to deceive the innocent. They're out there, they're out there to deceive those that don't know any better. Whether they do it on purpose or not, the results are the same. They deceive others. They quote scripture, claim to be a Christian, but then they live the same way that the others do that don't quote Scripture, that don't even know God. They live the same way. God's reality has got to come into that situation. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that all Christians are perfect because we're not. What what it determines is, are you pursuing God? Do you see any pursuit of God? Is there any pursuit of God in a person's life? That's what's real. Hallelujah. See, I was talking a while ago, I mentioned that there are two reality realms. There's the realm the mind realm of reality and the spirit realm of reality. The mind realm is a spirit of deceit. But the spirit realm is the realm of truth. I think Jeremiah 17, 9. Let's look at that. Any of y'all watch Hallmark movies? Yep, we do too. But there's a flaw. 
I don't want to mess up your movies, but there's a flaw. John 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? All these Hallmark movies, they say, follow your heart. I'm just saying, I like the movies that have a good ending. They have a good ending. But they're not real. They're not real. (laughs) And that's the main thing. When trouble arises toward about the last 20 minutes of the show, you know, everything goes good until about the last 20 minutes. That's the advice that's given 90% of the time. Follow your heart. And this, God's Word says that our heart is deceitfully wicked. So I don't think that's what I need to follow. I think I need to follow the Spirit. I need to follow the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's look at Titus. Chapter 1, verse 15. It says, Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work a reprobate. It's one thing to say that I love God, and it's a whole other thing to actually love God. It's easy to say. Hallelujah. I got a, I got a revelation the other day. Wednesday night we was up here. Minister Rhonda was put on some music and we, we were praising God. And you know, we, we like to, to say, make us one with you, Lord. Make us one with you. How many of you like to say that? You praising God. That sounds real good. Make us one with you, God. Make us one with you. My vision of making me one with God is He's my daddy. I go sit in his lap. He gives me candy. I'm one. You know what else is on the other side of make me one with God? Jesus fought the devil. Jesus went to war. Jesus pressed in to the point that signs and wonders followed him. Jesus laid his life down. 100% to be one. That's what make us one with God means. It's more than just we're going to go sit in daddy's lap and he's going to take care of us. It means I'm going to go sit in his lap and he's going to give me some instructions. And then when I pursue those instructions, we are one. When I lay my life down, we become more of one. That's reality. To go sit in Daddy God's lap and be comfortable all day and every day, that's not reality. 
if it was reality, why would we have to put on his armor? Hmm. Hallelujah. I'll make a statement. We adapt to the reality. Let me read it and make sure I get it right. We adapt to what we perceive to be reality. We adapt to what we perceive to be real. To be real. Let's look at Numbers 13, 33. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Verse 33. This is where the children of Israel, they sent the spies into the land to spy out the land. But God had already told them, says, I have given you the land. They were not sent into there to see if they could take the land. That's not what the spies were sent for. Because God had already said it was yours. They were sent to just go see what their possession was. Go check out what I've given you. Go check out all these big grapes that I've given you. Go check out this land that's flowing in milk and honey that I have given you. They were sent to go get a good report. Say, this, this God has given us over and above what we could ask for. That's what they were sent for. But they, that's not what they saw. Ten of the twelve was looking with their natural eyes. Two was looking with their spirit eyes. And the ten that come back with their natural eyes, they said, And we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come up of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. They saw themselves as grasshoppers in their sight. So they assumed that they saw them as grasshoppers. When they didn't know what they saw. They manifested their own reality. Hallelujah. See, what we've got to realize is we are spirit beings living in this world. We are actually spirit beings. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on now about aliens, and it has been for years. They're constantly looking for aliens here and there, alien sightings. They miss us all the time. Re really, the reality is we are actually aliens living on this planet. Our home is heaven. <laughs> so they actually miss the real aliens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
want to share a little bit about God's reality. God's reality. Genesis 1, 27. It says, we are created in the image of God. We are spirit. That is reality. That is the reality we live in. John 4, 24. God is spirit. We worship him in spirit and truth. That is reality. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Jesus and the Father are one. We are one with Jesus. To be one with Jesus means that signs and wonders follow us. That is reality. That is God's reality. Ephesians 2, 6 says that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means that we sit on God's celestial council. I can't get away from that word. Well, two words, celestial council. That's the awesome to me. We sit on God's celestial council. When I was, saw that tornado a while ago and it said God's wanting us to come up, come up, come up, come up. That's where he wants to take us to. To sit on his celestial council. On his celestial council is where we receive instructions and we implement them on the earth. That's where decisions are made. Exactly right, Andy. That's where decisions are made. And the reason I keep hitting that is because we don't have a revelation of God's celestial council. Or should I say, I don't have a revelation of sitting on God's celestial council. We've got to hear. We've got God's ears when we're sitting on his celestial council. I'm going to tell you all a testimony. This man of God, maybe my wife can keep me straight on it. I've told some people, but I'm going to tell it again. This man of God, he was in this city preaching at this church, and the spirit of prophecy, where he began to prophesy and declare, this city was overrun with this certain drug. I don't remember the name of it. He told what it was. I mean, it was just overrun with it. And he stood up at the pulpit and began to prophesy and declare that it was done, that those that were involved in it were going to be caught. It's going to be shut down. The next day, the police captured the main man that was involved in, in getting this into the city. And they don't know why they, they don't know how the door come open for him to be captured. The police don't. But that man of God sits on God's celestial council. That's the power that's sitting there. He heard instructions from God and declared and, and, and stood up and declared it and it come to pass. You know, I told you here a while back, 
Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, they, he was having some trouble with Facebook or, some, or one of those sites. People would get on there and pretend to be him and post stuff that's not from him. He tried to get that stopped, and Facebook told him he wasn't important enough. He wasn't important enough for them to look into it and investigate it. He cursed that Facebook. How much did they lose? Like 26 million. And within a day or two, may have been the next day, they lost like 26 million dollars. Hmm. They were given money through that fake page and they wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah, people were sending money to these fake Rodney Howard Brown sites. They were getting money. And Facebook didn't care. They, well, the man of God stood up when the Spirit of the Lord come on him and he cursed it. And they lost $26 million just like overnight. That's what sitting on God's celestial council will do. What's the difference in Pastor Rodney Howard Brown and you? What's the difference in this other minister that prophesied this drug lord was coming down? In you. What's the difference? None. None. Hallelujah. God showed me here one time, been several years ago, a presidential candidate that was running for office that we definitely did not want in there. I was just looking through, I was scrolling through Facebook, yeah, and I saw his picture. And the caption at the bottom, I don't know what the caption said, but I saw rip, which means rest in peace. I didn't know if he was fixing to die, but I knew that that's not what it said, but that's what I saw. So I just began to declare that. He didn't die, but his campaign died. Within a couple of weeks, he, he was no longer running. He had dropped out. It's not about me. It's about what God wants to speak through me to bring his reality into existence if we're willing to embrace it. So what reality realm do you live in? I know I've prayed for our eyes to be open. But I want to pray for y'all again. That we see the reality of God. That we see that he is real. That we see that we can declare, we can prophesy. We can shut things down. But the thing is, our focus has got to be off of us. We've got to, he's got to raise us to a level to where we're not focused on, on me, my four, and no more. I know we have drug issues in CrossFit. 
what city don't. But can we pray to some time? Can God use us to prophesy that they that the door that the doors be shut? Hallelujah. If you want God to open your eyes to another realm of his reality, of what it actually means to sit on his celestial council, then I want to pray for you. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.